Voulez-vous coucher coulet? My name is Tukul Masakinto. And I'm Jamal Rashad. And welcome to Black To Our Roots. Yes, darling, To Our Roots, a RuPaul Drag Race RuCat podcast as told by two blackity black queers. Hey, baby, I think that's us. <laughs> One of us is an entertainer. That's me, Tukul Toast. And I am a poet slash Beyonce conspiracy theorist. That's right. And what we have in common is that we're both deeply rooted in the fabulous art of drag. And baby, there ain't nothing we don't know about RuPaul's drag. So come let your hair down every week and kiki with us as we dish on every single episode of RuPaul's Drag Race over some OG tea. Because baby, we what? Some OG. And that's the tea. <laughs> A great philosopher once said, the blacker the Derek Berry, the sweeter the juice. Hi, <laughs> I'm Twinkle Motherfucking Toes. <laughs> That's how you're going to start? Yes, yes. Uh, a fan I'm asked Jamal. me to make puns every time, so I'm a queen for Aww. the people. Okay, well, I'll ask for that now. <laughs> Shout out to the fans. And welcome to episode 2.5 of Black to Our Roots. <laughs> Yay! 2.5. Yes, girls. You want to explain to the people why it's a 0.5? Yes. So, uh, Jamal and I got together on Sunday and we wore our, our finest uh, granny caftans, Jamal in a polo style, <laughs> with sesame chicken, I believe, was what mm-hmm. he was having for dinner. And yes. then, um, as I was editing one laugh in for another laugh, and, you know, uh, getting my RuPaul's Drag Race season All-Stars 3 on, um, my computer decided it was done. She was finished. She gave me the chop, honey. And RIP to Condola Shanana A real one. Yes. And uh, with her, she took all three and a half hours of footage (laughs) (laughs) that we recorded on Sunday. Uh, which was going to be an excellent supplement to the first 78 hours uh, that we recorded Mm. for our uh, big opening episode. (laughs) So um, after I went in the corner and uh, cried, uh, played a little DMX, Mm. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer to be exact, um, (laughs) we said we're going to dust ourselves off and try again. Why was I thinking of that song? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it was in my head so she said we're gonna uh, well we're here <laughs> we're back um, we are just as excited as the first time we did the episode um, yes. yes we're here I'm wearing some booty shorts and a sweater I feel like a young collegiate <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in bed because I was taking a nap <laughs> but wait but wearing a full lace front wig it's a 301. Yeah. Yes. I'm currently yeah. in a an avocado mask. Yes, God. <laughs> yes, that's that good fat getting the getting the uh the, the toxins out, you know, from the day. Mm-hmm. But 
regardless of that, we're going to move forward. We're going to have a fabulous episode. Thank you again for tuning in for episode two and listening to all 87 hours of the first episode. We are now <laughs> on several platforms, a couple of which I was yesterday years old when I found out even existed. So I'm going to mm. cover the ones I can't remember off the top of my head. So, of course, we're on the major ones, Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. We're on something called Breaker. And, um, oh, and then we're on Anchor, the thing, the app that we are currently recording on right now. Thank you, Anchor. Uh, shout out to Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. Keeping us um, anchored in our responsibilities as podcasters. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I crack myself up so much. I really do. It's a necessary thing. It's it's funny. It's actually kind of frightening because we're in quarantine and it's happening so often. That's, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. There's a number I can give you to call if it gets too much. <laughs> What's his name? They'll drop. No, no. They they'll drop to your house. Ooh, I always love doing multiples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Multiple maniacs, if you will. Right, and they can even host. <laughs> Which is a rarity these days, you know? <laughs> Everyone either has eight roommates or lives with their mother. Eh, eh. <laughs> Shout out to um, Rock Creek Park. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> let's get into episode two of All Stars 5. Um, right off the break, the episode starts and we get a tribute to Brianna Taylor, um, which yeah. I think is fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was initially uh, kind of shocked by it, to to be honest, um, because I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like Logo and VH1 are doing a lot of uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. posting. Uh, out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, in response to just the general climate. Um, and part of me is here for part of me is a little uh, side-eyes it a little bit. Right. Um, because it reminds me of when Uber sent me an email saying they <laughs> uh, cared about Black Lives right. and they were deeply committed to the struggle. Right. Um, you know, and then there's a petty part of me that asks, if you are committed to the struggle, then where are my free rides? Right. Yeah, I, I had a to... very similar reaction to it. I mean, I thought it was fantastic, wonderful. I think this is a audience. We know that, um, keep it 100, a lot of RuPaul's mm. Drag Race fans tend to participate in a lot of anti-Blackness. And it's, uh, yes. it was definitely a message that they needed to see. I, too, was concerned that it was a little performative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my, my visceral reaction was like, this is wonderful. I want to see, now tell me what else that you're doing explicitly to support the movement. Like, where are you opening yeah. your purse and doing the, like what kind of additional work are you doing aside from a message? Yeah, because that's where that's where the weight, the teeth in the statement um are for me actually. Right. Right. Um it's it's something it's something to say, uh, or release a statement. Right. But how do you materially uh demonstrate that this is something that you're committed to? Right. Mm-hmm. Um you think they're ever gonna uh, apologize to the vixen. You know, I really hope so, and uh, that's that's been one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest faults of the show is how they allegedly cast the vixen to come on and be this voice, right, for the movement, mm-hmm. and then 
and flip it and decide to make her a villain. Now, that's certainly not me saying that everything that she's done was right, you know. She's oh, a human definitely. fucking being. But, like, yeah. there are other things that she said and, sta- and what she stands for and has lost gigs for, lost friends for, you know, really standing out on the um, limb on her own that mm-hmm. allegedly they cast her for to sort of amplify that message. And mm-hmm. they didn't deliver on that. And they decided to use the villain edit of the angry black woman. Yeah. So yeah, I which was unfortunate. Her. Yeah. Yeah. But we get this wonderful tribute. I'm glad they did it. I would love to see what else um, that they are going to deliver on for the movement. So I'm going to stay tuned. I have faith. I'm a, no. I'm a half glass full, <laughs> a glass half full kind of gal. And I'm a BBHM, uh, BBHMM kind of girl. <laughs> you have to sit there and count them. <laughs> no way. I was, I was trying to make sure the acronym was correct. Well, first I thought you meant BB the clothing store. I was like, you are? No, I meant a bitch better have my I money. Cha-ching, and bitch. in this. In this uh, arena, bitch, better have my reparations in the form of Shea Kool Aid winning the competition. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yeah. So we've got this wonderful statement, and we uh, get into the just a quick recap of what happened last week. Uh, Evie Oddly goes up against India Fair, who won the main challenge, which is the talent show Extravaganza. Um, to live in La Vida Loca. Loca. And Evie Oddly um, annihilates India Fair, but we did get a somersault, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> Yes, and a sliding squat. Which I, I also stand. <laughs> yes, I do too. <laughs> um, India walks in, and this is India's very first win on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm very happy that a um, queen from an earlier season, especially one who's known mostly for what happened to her during a lip sync and not her actual run, um, mm-hmm. got this sort of, uh, I won't call it a redemption, but yeah, it's a redemption. Yeah, she redeemed her lip syncing abilities too, because... Um, Mimi aside, neither one of her lip syncs like uh, slayed. Right. Stacey Lane Matthews sent that ass home. Yeah. <laughs> so the girls get to talking, um, and a couple of big things are coming up. One, all of the girls are congratulating India, but T, they're a little bit more turned on by this twist of having this lip sync assassin, uh, which has been a term that gets thrown around loosely. We talked about that in the last episode. Listen to it there. Um, mm-hmm. Because if the lip sync assassin loo- if the lip sync assassin wins, money rolls over to the kitty the next week, mm-hmm. and there's a chance for one of the All Stars five candidates candidates huh? <laughs> All Stars five girls to win that money that rolls over. So now mm-hmm. they're a little more interested. Juju does um, a math lesson in investments, um, <laughs> investment futures. So she says, "You know how much money." Is in a twenty thousand dollar Roth IRA, Jamal. Uh, is it twenty thousand dollars in a Roth IRA? Ding 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 ding! You got it! Congratulations! <laughs> Yay! I've always wanted to win a trivia <laughs> quiz on a podcast. You did win last week. I did. Best two out of three. Ah, uh, you see. So, do you think? Um, Juju is Juju the best talking head? Oh God, they're all so damn good. Like no, the only talking head who's not been good is Shay. The rest of them, because she—that's not who she is. She's more of like a reserved mother type yeah. voice. Yeah. But Mayhem, I think, is hilarious. Juju is hilarious. This episode, Cracker is 
I think is naturally just charismatic when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, so I don't know. I guess I always I have I always get joy when I get to see Juju be doing talking heads. Well, Juju, Juju be doing anything. Juju yeah. be like juggling, and I'm like, yes, Juju, yes. <laughs> Do you think she's the best? I think that she. I don't. I. I wouldn't say she's the best, but she definitely is my favorite. Yeah. Her and Mariah. Um, it's a similar thing to when Shangela came back for All Stars three, and I realized how much I missed Shangela on my television mm-hmm. in this capacity. Um, Mariah and Juju, I miss being on my television in this capacity because they were just so funny. Right. I yeah. agree, and I think this is going to be a good season of just that. Like if we, if we don't get shit else, we get talking heads from the girls. I'll be up, oh, freeze. Talking heads and Shea Kool Aid winning. Um, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be happy. I'll be a happy camper. I will not write a letter to Bob Saget. <laughs> yeah, he'll appreciate that. That's foreshadowing for later in the episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of speaking of foreshadowing and things that are completely unrelated to that, because I needed a good segue. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Juju B is letting Mayhem know that she voted for Mayhem to go oh, home. Oh, yes. And Mayhem is legit gagged. What did you think about that moment? Um, I felt like there was no reason to be that deep in your feelings. Right. I felt like Juju, because Mayhem, so Juju, they, so they asked who uh, did not vote for Derek, right? Because it was damn near unanimous right. vote for Derek to go home. And Juju says, well, actually, I didn't. I voted for Mayhem to go home because Derek was more um, exciting to me. Right. Um, And playing the episode back, I kind of agree with Juju um, for the simple fact that Derek Derek at least got got through his set. Exactly. Mayhem didn't even get through her set. Right. Um, So, but, you know, whatever. Uh... I want to. Mayhem you. gets deep into her feelings. <laughs> huh? Keep going. Keep going. Uh, Mayhem gets deep into her feelings. She's like, I can't believe this. We were supposed to be friends, girl. Blah blah blah. I lent you like ten cups of sugar over the past year when you come to my house, mm-hmm. and and some honey, and some honey, right? And a chicken leg. Yeah, and some tea, girl. Right. So, but Juju um, did nothing wrong to me because. It, Here's my thing. There are 10 people in this competition. I'm trying to win the money. Right. Um, you're asking me to vote people off. I'm not thinking about my friendships that deeply mm-hmm. anymore. Because also, this is just a TV show, girl. I'm still going to be your friend after this. But right now, you did not live up to the challenge and you need to go. And a good friend for me is someone who tells you, bitch, you didn't do it. Absolutely. I First of all, I, I was... Piping in a moment ago, because I wanted to give you um, a Rupeter badge for giving Derek credit, Derek Barry some credit somewhere. <laughs> it has, you know, sometimes it happens. Sometimes that can be objective. You get a scratch and sniff sticker. Do you want to know what it smells like? Um, can I give you my suggestion of what I would like to smell, and then you go to the factory and work on that i mean it just smells like a sticker but i mean if you <laughs> oh, okay well if you want to dip it in barbecue sauce go for it mm, that wasn't gonna be i know sauce. it wasn't what you were gonna say bitch 
but as we learned last week, my mother listens to this podcast. <laughs> um, okay, Hi, mom. And by mother listened to it, she listened to it the first five seconds. It was like, is this shit two hours? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I completely agree um, about the whole GGB mayhem thing. And it was, it was so funny because Mayhem was legit gooped and gagged that Juju yes. voted for her. And I was like, why? Because you were an option. Um, you knew that she, it, Mayhem knew she was bad because she decided to talk about her friendships over the actual performance. Yes. I don't think at one point she goes, I think I was better than Derek. She said, I think I have more range than Derek overall Mm -hmm. but in terms of the actual challenge itself she never talked about how she was better than Derek and I applaud Juju because Juju was diplomatic about (laughs) it wasn't a whole thing it wasn't like how the girls kind of run into a corner every season like this is just my best friend you know Mm -hmm. she lent me a kidney when I sold mine on eBay for some earrings one time and it's just Mm -hmm. a whole shebang Um, and Juju was like this is the reason why I voted for you. And we talked about this on um, version 2.0, that it shows a lot of um, emotional intelligence and growth. Yeah, most definitely. Even the fact that she uh, realizes that Mayhem's feelings were hurt. Right. Uh, and she apologizes without a, uh explanation in front of the apology. Right. And acknowledge that if this was not an apology. This is... I'm I'm sorry that that hurt your feelings. I'm not sorry yeah. about what I said. And we're getting a lot of that out of the girls too, because Cracker says that later on. When mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all, that's more foreshadowing for later on. But uh, right. this the the uh, the girls have been talking. They've had their cocktails. Uh, they've had two at this point. I am still gagged. The next day rolls around, <laughs> um, and we're in the workroom. And Miss Cracker, um, everyone's just like, "What's the tea? What's the tea? How'd you sleep, bitch? Did you watch that movie last night, girl? No, I don't fuck with Candyman." And then. Miss Cracker comes out of nowhere. Goes. Oh, I need to see that movie. Uh, yes, yes. Lots of thoughts. We'll talk about it uh, in a future segment. Um, Cracker comes in and showing her whole ass. Thinks that she is Bindula Creme 2.0, um, which is funny because their lip syncing style is pretty similar. And says, mm. "I wish I had white out because I wish I could have written on Gina's name on a lipstick." And I was like, "Ma'am, do who do you think you are?" Right, and who asked you for your opinion, right? Nobody solicited this opinion. You just decided, we're all just sitting here. You're just like, oh, Angina, you suck, right? Right, and Angina addresses this a little bit, and, like, uh, um, once after she, uh, okay, spoiler alert, five, four, three, two, one, Angina goes home, boom. Um, addresses this in a letter, uh, outgoing, her, like, outgoing, like, pouring of love as the girls always do this, like, time for like exactly 9 31 p.m so they can release it to the wild there's, a, <laughs> there's a, literally a line in there that says and miss cracker next time a queen is like down and in her head about something don't kick a bitch while she down on the floor <laughs> and that was the mm. line and i agree i think that uh cracker crossed the line i think she um we're gonna see a lot of this this episode is she likes to micromanage a lot and she is this level um of honesty that's unnecessary she has like this weird old uh, weird um unfiltered situation that she needs to like close up a couple tabs on you feel me yeah more than yeah, several tabs 
Uh, and that you know, I just think that there are a lot of Cracker has a lot of work to do within herself, mm-hmm. and that when we see this episode, um, and what we saw in season ten, uh, was that stuff kind of manifesting, right? Because right? she even says to herself, she um, has to work on having uh, self worth and believing that she is of value, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> especially in the in the interpersonal relationship section. Yeah. Because she thinks that people will always leave her. Right. Or that she'll push them away. Yeah. She's very much so. Um, she's not playing to win. She's playing not to lose. And that yeah. tends to leave a lot of blinders for folks. And it's it gets nasty. But uh, Anjida is over it. I think she handles herself pretty well. Um, we observed that she is a teeny bit rattled. I think you and I have different perspectives on how rattled she was. Yeah, because I think she was rattled for the rest of the episode, and then she rickety rattled her ass up out of there. <laughs> like a locomotion bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Not even, because that goes out with steam. <laughs> she at least goes out with a little bit of like condensation, right? Yeah, it was like a barrel that she just kicked and it rolled out the mm-hmm. door. And down the street. I love Donkey Kong, speaking of barrels. I really love that video. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> So next day in the work room, you want to talk about that, Jamal? Yeah, so they come back in the next day. Uh, and actually, I think the Cracker stuff happened the next day. Oh, no, you're... Um, no, yeah, I already said that. I said the, uh, the next day already. Yeah, it was a new day in the I'm work sorry, room, so blah, blah, blah. So we get to... Right. Yeah, we just get, we're getting to the challenge. So we get to the challenge um, portion, and RuPaul asks India Farah, since you, since you won the last challenge, um, you get to... Uh, I want to ask you who do you think are your two strongest competitors? And she says, <laughs> Shay and Blair. Um, and immediately we cut to my favorite talking head, Mariah. Yes. And Mariah is just dumbstruck. Um, right. She, she understands why Shay was picked, but she has no um, idea why India would see Blair as any kind of competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I maybe agree with Mariah a little bit. Um, at this point, I'm not seeing Blair as, like, a front runner in the show. Well, let's think about up until this point, right? So, yeah. in my head, I would have, of course, said Shea Kool-Aid because, duh. Uh, and for those who don't know, this is a Shea Kool-Aid uh, stand podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you have a problem with that, you can sashay away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good tie-in to the television show. Um, at this point, I might would have said Cracker, but Cracker just showed her whole ass in front of the group, and the group is like, this is some, like, high-key um, insecurity, and you, like, low-key playing the game. Mm-hmm. So I think in the case of Cracker... Right, Mariah, go ahead. No, I'll because Mariah also says that part of what Cracker did to Angina was strat- strategic. Right. I am personally in the camp that it was Cracker being insecure. <laughs> you know, I, I I think Cracker's a smart girl. I don't think it's, um, but like I said, she's playing. She's not playing to win. She's playing not to lose, and right. <laughs> that was her trying to. That was like a level of hyper awareness that was hurting herself. I would have picked mm-hmm. Cracker, but Cracker was showing her ass earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. I would have either picked after Cracker, probably Alexis, and then Blair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm thinking I'm looking at it like this. Uh, this person did not place high in the first challenge, mm-hmm. and 
and this person went home uh, relatively early in her season. Mm-hmm. So I'm not seeing how this person's come, you know. Um, but that's just me. I think it's just also based off so, of her package, though, right? Yeah, and she looks she's she's much cuter, um, and she's coming in with a whole bunch of, as Alexis puts it, air under her butt. <laughs> but she's gonna crack under pressure. <laughs> Right, but she's gonna crack under pressure, and I'm watching. I'm watching to see if that happens. I hope it does. Uh, I'm rooting for Blair. I'm rooting for it too. But we something I also realized watching the interview um, was that the Derek Barry pointed out that everyone aside from Blair has been doing drag for like ten years plus. Right. So Blair is a babe in the woods in this in this um, playfield, right? right. She's like that. She's like, uh, oh, I don't want to use that reference. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, she's like Rue in the Hunger Games. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> I'm so over that. I know. I felt Why bad as soon as it came to. Like that. Shout out to uh, Yeah. Right. Um. So she she picks Shay and Blair. Right. India does. And so the strongest competitors, and Rue's like, uh, bing, bang, boom, surprise. <laughs> These will be the people that, uh, along with you, choose teams because we're doing a team challenge. Which, duh. Uh, right. But, you know, everyone has to be surprised at this. You know, everyone has to be surprised whenever something completely predictable happens. Right. <laughs> but, like, we wouldn't have a show. India was, like, acting pull. Like, I feel like India genuinely didn't think about that. And just answer the question. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so we knew it was going to happen as viewers, but like India was not thinking in the moment. And she, how do you think she was going to get yeah. the two best players? And we were like, okay, girl, everybody who's terrible that you think is terrible, go. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, for all, for all like of its twists and turns, uh, Drag Race has a, a, a predictable yeah. script. And one of the lines in the script is, I want you to single people out because guess what? They're going to be the leaders of a right. opposing team. Um, which I'll talk about that later during the um during the, right. the challenge. Because mm-hmm. I question I question why we need teams if the uh the old rules of team don't apply anymore. Uh, well, you know, again, I think that's also a part of the game too, right? Is this going to be a team win? Is it not going to be a team win? Uh, you never yeah. know. Is the captain going to go down with the right. ship? Because uh, we would not have had the ending <laughs> that we had this oh, episode. girl, it would have been full Titanic <laughs> and I don't think this thing had enough room on the door. <laughs> right. So, Shay, so, um, India picks Alexis. Uh-huh. Uh, Shay picks Mariah. Mariah. Uh, who's other Blair? See, <laughs> Blair. <laughs> tried it. Uh, I didn't try it. That's just what happened in my brain. I don't have my notes. Uh, That's just what happened in I have my a brain. Particular set of notes in front of me, actually. Oh. Okay, Blair. Blair picks. Blair picks one of the people from season ten. Mayhem or Cracker. Cracker. You know, and then Cracker, right? Of course, Cracker will be the first right. choice. Um, and so then India picks uh, Juju, uh-huh. uh, Blair picks uh, Mayhem, and the last person is Angina. So she goes 
over to Shay and Mariah. And initially, when I saw, because, you know, I just get off on, like, the aesthetics of who's on the team. Right. I said, oh, my God, I really love all three of them. That's going to be my favorite team. Little do Next we know. Team favorite. <laughs> right. Little do we know. I thought, um, and I mean, you know, if I would have took like five seconds to get out of my uh, an emotional reaction, I would have known. Mm-hmm. Just by looking. Yeah, I, I thought the group makeups were good and they made sense uh, in some level of capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the you know the, the team of like the early season girls who have clearly worked a lot together and have a lot of respect for one another, and then team season ten, and then. We had Shay, Mariah, mm-hmm. and Angina, which I couldn't figure out what I was calling them in my head. But it was a, yeah, it was a I just saw them team favorite. Yeah. Um, so after we get matched up into some teams, you know, we put on our war paint. And before we even get into that, we need to <laughs> recognize the sacrifice that Shay Kool-Aid's <laughs> shoulders is giving the people for having to carry the fashion weight of the entire season on her back. Talk about it. In and out of drag. Listen to this flight suit, which is giving me full, like, rhythm nation. She has the hat on, which, what does it say? Like, tip her. Uh, it says tip her. Tip her, yes. yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, that being said, if you ever go to a drag show, make sure you are tipping the queens and the kings and yes. all of the performers. Don't go there not spending no motherfucking money. If you're going to do that, get in the background. Right. Get on in the back. Right. And yeah, don't do it like y'all do when y'all walk up in restaurants. <laughs> tip them too. Yes, please. You know what I mean? Shit. Oh, don't go. If you can't tip, don't go. I don't, and I don't mean to be that girl, but for no, real. I believe, no, I, I feel very similarly about that. Tip well or don't, don't go out, girl. Go ahead and uh, yeah. grab your little McDonald's, little McDonald's and hit it on, hit it on back to the house. Um, right. So yeah, Shay has this full flight suit on. It's belted, has these wonderful, I think the say, uh, sayings on the side of it are, Faster, faster, pussy cat kill. Uh, and then it has cutouts <laughs> on the side, I think. Yeah, there was a lot going on, and it was belted. Yes, everything. And she's wearing heels. <sighs> a queen. Right. Oh. So she's giving looks, and meanwhile, you know, the girl beside her has like a t shirt and so, so Has a Hamburger Mary's t shirt on from prior, like 2005. Right, <laughs> and some shorts from Target, like some sweat shorts from Target. Bitch love them some motherfucking khaki cargo shorts on the show. <laughs> Which I guess if you have to get tucked for hours on end, you know you want to have something with some you know flow to breathe into. So I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, you got to give yourself some space. Shay is sacrificed. Shay is willing to bleed for fashion, which goes to one of my favorite statements ever made by Miss Robin Fenty herself. Sometimes. <laughs> When asked if her shoes are ever painful, she said, yes, but I remember that I want to look this way. Period. Period. With a T. Period. You know how many boob sweats I have suffered through just to look a certain way? (laughs) (laughs) You know how many boob sweats I've suffered through just to get to my job? That's because you wear 83 uh, Stevie Stevie, uh, Nicks. Layers. Not even. <laughs> we live in the swamp. We live in the oh. swamp. In the summer, I'll just have on that polo and it's still be sweating. <laughs> you were so cute in your polo on Sunday. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen that's you. How look, <laughs> that's how I look at work when I feel my my psyche splitting open. 
so uh, Shay is serving fashions, and we get into the challenge, darling. The girls are going to write a love song called "I'm in Love" about a celebrity crush, and uh, this the the uh, the word of the day is foreshadowed because this was foreshadowed in the Meet the Queens. Do you remember? Yeah, it was. It was when they asked them who their celebrity crushes were, and I just heard a list of white men. Yeah, you and I text each other. It's like this. I remember texting you going, "There is no." diversity in this group of uh, crushes. Right. <laughs> Fascinating. Um, and we get more of the same here, um, with the exception of Alexis and Shay, yes. I think. Well, Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Uh, sorry, Jason. Worse sorry, Cal Drogo. Worse, um... I know. The Doth, the Doth Rocky is going to roll up to my house. <laughs> you know, I don't fuck with that show, <laughs> so, Jamal, who is your celebrity crush? Like, who would you write your song about? Well, what I first thought about was my <laughs> original celebrity crush. Yes. And my original celebrity crush was the Black Power Ranger. It was Zach, the Black Power Ranger. Uh, I was in love with him. I played the Black Power um, Ranger, actually. Aww. I was, but no, it was Black Power Ranger for Halloween. My grandma made the costumes. My cousin ruined it because she didn't want to be the Yellow Ranger, so we had two Pink Rangers. Mm. Yeah, my mother, my mother and I made costumes a lot because you know we were very working class. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so some years they were really inventive; other years they were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> right? But not even a ghost. One year I just went in my Easter in my um, Easter suit and called myself a Blues Brother and put shades. That on. is innovation. That is um, that, that's that black magic right there. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, and then when I was a teenager, um, uh, I had a lot of crush. Well, you know, once puberty hits, you crush on everything. Uh-huh. Um, so I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh Leon. Uh, uh, one name Leon. Oh yeah. Uh, I heard some Leon, Leon was- yesterday and I was about to throw something at this television, but I worked too hard to get it, so we weren't gonna do that. We will not, Leon. Um, and right now, currently, you know, uh, Derek, uh, not Derek. Well, Derek Luke is a good Derek one. Barry? Uh, Michael Ely. No, <laughs> Derek Luke. Derek Luke. He is black as night with some big full lips. He's everything. Um, but I was trying to say Michael Ely and Wood Harris. That's a that's a laundry list. What would you write? What's the, like? What lyrics did you write? The I won't say that because your mother watches this, <laughs> listens to this podcast. Thank you, because I have to see her this You're Sunday, welcome. and I would like to not have to answer to that. Uh, <laughs> Hi, mom. Um, I can't think back to like having any first ones because you know I I was a, a goody two shoes, <laughs> so I was not focused okay. on my boys or girls. Turns out I'm a homosexual, and I was repressing that side <laughs> and was not thinking about men in that way. I would probably say Usher was the first. Oh, the nice and slow yes. video? Yes. Yeah, that's a lot of conjure, oh God, that's a lot a of feelings video. for a youth, a youth gay uh, <laughs> named Twinkle My Fucking Toes. Um, now, I would definitely write mine about Idris Elba. Idris. Um, I would do a really shitty British accent. Um, 
<laughs> um, and then, because I also realized, I don't think I've watched I've watched one Idris Elba movie all the way through. <laughs> but I do have a, a printed picture of him on my desk from someone who made it for um, for karaoke league. And I was like, I'll take that. Thank you. To watch um, well, I know it's gonna have a, a lyric on there about me being obsessed with him, um, mm-hmm. about getting parked and wrecked. Sorry, mom. Because um, <laughs> he did some episodes of Parks and Rec. Uh, uh-huh. um, something about you brought up last time walking on a wire to him because he's on the wire. Oh, and then I would say, mm-hmm. I'll be daddy's little girl. Mm. <laughs> Good job. You, pun heavy. You know how I feel about I love me some puns. You know, I maintain a list of mm-hmm. like pun drag names. <laughs> I do. I do. One of my favorite ones is Donna Partey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a long list. I wish I could. So the girls that. are. <laughs> so the girls are added because we are not doing pageants. Lies. Keep going. But keep going, you, keep going, you keep sliced going. one of my time. So we um, the girls are at the tables, and this is why I say that Angina, the crack, the comment the crack, cracker made to Angina. Is like the the specter looming over her all this episode uh-huh. because everyone else is talking about their lyrics and there's some there's some cool things going right. on at the season ten table in terms of lyrics. Um, like Blair says that she uh, they're listening to celebrity crushes and uh, Blair says that her crush is Hannibal Lecter, which I thought was awesome. And, yeah, I thought it was amazing. And so in my mind, I thought they were about to go ahead and everybody do um, kind of some uh, subversive take right. on it by listing, you know what I mean, somewhere in that line. And Mayhem kind of does that. She says Mr. Rogers, right. but I think she's dead serious. Um, <laughs> don't ask me why. That took me a second in the process. I think she I thought, I thought, I think I had the same thought. I was like, I don't know if she's joking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I did. I thought that she initially. I thought she was going along with Blair, and then I was like, mm, maybe she's serious. Uh, and then Cracker says, says, "Okay, um, <laughs> we stand Levar Burden in this house if we're talking about oh, wholesome listen, children's programming." Listen. That's another tangent, baby. We'll talk about that on another. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yes, butterfly in my crotch. Mm-hmm. Um. On the other side of the rainbow, and then, <laughs> and then, Cracker says, "Fucking Sylvester Stallone, like what?" <laughs> um, he was great in Spy Kids, but whatever. Okay, I never watched a single Spy Kids movie. It was at that point in my life, I said, "I can't do, I can't do the bad CGI." It's terrible. Yeah, it does not age well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I so I this is I totally saw her being rattled in this moment too, and like kind of over the whole cracker yes, situation. Because Angina is still talking about, and that's what I'm sorry I didn't get to it, but Angina is still talking about what Cracker said. Right. right, but you know, I guess I was I'm judging it based off of how what how the performance was, and honestly, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you can be rattled all day outside of. Um, you know, outside of the performance, you know, but if you have to go outside, go outside. If you need to cry, go outside. But the show must go on, and whatever you present on stage is what I'm going to take as the product that I'm judging on. And honestly, what she presented mm-hmm. on stage, I don't think was uh, a product of her interaction with Cracker, is what she was going to serve on stage. Regardless, right. yeah.
let's get into these rehearsals. So, um, the, the rehearsals this uh, episode was misdirect central. First group, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be our word for like all of this. I, I, we're here to teach the kids vocabulary, lessons, mm-hmm. history. Um, first group of this team, uh, season 10, and Yes. Out the gate, Miss Cracker is being lay annoying. This is already a holdover from what was happening during the writing session where she's trying to like micromanage the team. She's trying to rewrite Mayhem's lyrics, which I actually thought were cute and really well written. Um, yeah, they were good. I liked them. Uh, Blair is um, doing her, her lyrics but not quite singing. And then Mayhem hilar- hilariously goes, Don't she do music? that's the shit I'm talking about Mayhem's interviews have been fucking hilarious she stays around for nothing else I want that Um, so what I'm like reading about Cracker and this just kind of goes back to her story from season 10 is she lacks a lot of trust in her team Hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know like I said she's she's playing she's not playing when she's playing not to lose and that's costing her um, because one she's type A she's a person who I see seems to mean business a lot and is really straightforward and is not good at mixing in kind of interpersonal so that it's a good working relationship. So now she's trying to yeah. manage, micromanage this whole thing and she's not trusting her team to carry the weight together. She thinks that she can carry it on her own and it is not becoming. Do you think that Cracker is intimidated by the competition? I, th- I think she, I mean, yes, but you know, like, like I said, I think she's playing the game uh, uh, not to lose and not playing the game to win. So, and when I say that, I mean, she's she's doing the things that she thinks are right. That's going to mm-hmm. put her in the position to win, but it has blinders on to all of the other factors. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I think that um, also if we, if this continues, uh, something that we will get is uh, a great storyline for Cracker. Yep. Uh, uh, an arc, if you will. Yeah. I think... Uh, Shout out to Noah. <laughs> that means two things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, here's the whole thing. Because so, I don't think... I've never read her as a villain. But I'm, I'm reading her right now as unlikable. And nobody yeah, likes an unlikable queen. Um, or an unlikable winner. So this could be setting her up to hopefully get a redemption arc where she, you know, changes her colors down the line. Or this is mm-hmm. sort of setting her up for, I'm going to air quote this a villain edit because I don't see her as a villain in this moment, like I said a second ago. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's the edit. I, another thing that I think about Cracker is that of the girls here, she has the most room to fall. Mm-hmm. If that makes so, like you think about Latrice Royale being like the most loved person who was on last season of All Stars, you know the editors had a look. I mean, this is this is all materials that they had too, so it's not like they are like a serial killer cutting up parts of her edits, her um, interviews, and taking the good shit and mastering it into evil stuff. This is stuff that's actually happening, actual feelings yeah. and relationships that she has with the girls. Um, but because she's probably one of the most the more uh, favored. Uh, in the fan perspective, she probably has the most followers, I my guess. You probably... Hmm. Who do you think has... I'd wonder about let's that. Find, we, let's find that out. We're going to find... We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll that's be a tidbit for another... I'll look for it. You keep talking. Yeah. Um, 
with the most fanfare. Um, she might she has the most room to take a beating, and it's unfortunate, but it's television. Yeah. So after we um, have this little mixed bag, and if I were to rate how all of the teams are doing at this point, it's old school first, uh, two team season ten, and then three team uh, favorites. We'll call them that team favorites. Yeah. We get into the dance portion. Team old school does their thing, a little one two step. They uh, make Alexis the captain on the choreography on whatever two step they going to do. Um, Cracker is mm-hmm. once again. Uh, micromanaging the choreography and is not being collaborative in her approach. And the yeah. girl, other two girls are over at .com. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's a thing to it. And I, I realized that Cracker is obsessed with uh, making sure she's giving the best possible presentation yep. to the judges. Yep. Um, but that's not a way to interact in, in community. Right. You know what I mean? Because if you, you alienate, smother your teammates, then one, you create distance, right? But then two, you also run the risk of creating a situation where people can't give their 100% because, you know, they're distracted, frustrated, tired, angry, resentful, right. all these things. Right. You don't look like a, um, you don't look like a unit. You look like, uh, right. you, know, you look like a, a one-off and that's not what the, the challenge is. You know, this would work if right. you're doing this by yourself. And even then, that's really that's a level of hyper-awareness that is dangerous and not helpful to your development as a human uh, and as a performer. Uh, right. And for all of that, for all of the micromanaging, she was the one in that group who <laughs> fell out of choreography during the performance. I love how you, you want to die on this hill, girl, because you've talked about this ad nauseum. Because I, because listen, I've watched this performance like legit twenty, close to twenty, maybe even close to thirty Same. times. And at this point, I I see Cracker fall out of choreography. We'll talk about this later, mm-hmm. but I see Cracker fall out of choreography. I see some <laughs> other shit too, but I see Cracker fall out of choreography. Well, let's actually at least one team favorite uh, waiting on the Rocky Nine. I think she better not hold her breath. <laughs> <laughs> she might as well. She might want to go down for the count. In that case, <laughs> um, team favorite. Uh, thank God that mm-hmm. Shane Coulee, uh is a dancing ass bitch because their choreograph- choreography is on point. And now we have this mixed mm-hmm. bag of what's actually going to go down because now I think in terms of choreography, <laughs> team team favorites first, team old school is second, and team season 10 is in third. But, mm-hmm. again, misdirect central, but, you know, once you leave mintr- uh, minstrel, Lord have mercy, Woo! Mid- uh, misdirect <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind? Uh- what did you think about? Um, once you leave Mr. X Central, you had Heavy in- Flow, MC Heavy yes, Flow. Yes, come to the stage, MC Heavy Flow. <laughs> once you leave Mr. X Station, you uh-huh. pull into Challenge Station, and the performance is fabulous. What do you think, darling? It was cute. It was cute. Like I said, initially, I wasn't sold on the middle school love letter. Uh-huh. Uh, as a prompt for a song, but I enjoyed it uh, a lot. Uh, like I said, I thought that Alexis was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't think that anyone was horrible. Right. 
Uh, I think that there were some people who were a little lower on the totem pole, and there were some, maybe like one, two, or three, uh-huh. who were higher on the totem pole. But I don't think that anyone was terrible, right. which is good because this is all stars. Right. We're assuming that these people are capable of doing the bare minimum, and this required <laughs> the bare. Mi- you know, what I mean? this required the bare one, two minimum. Step <laughs> right, the people who were higher on the totem pole were the people who put in a little extra, more than the bare minimum. Right. Yeah, this was, it was very much so. Like nobody was awful, but the people who were good were good. Yeah, yeah. and I was surprised by Mayhem. I thought that her part was actually funny. I um, let's go through all the parts real quick, really quickly. Okay, team yeah. team old school. Uh, Alexis starts Love a song Juju. with her daddy Yankee verse, which I thought was wonderful. Juju was amazing. And for John Stamos. <laughs> and she has funny side note, real quick. Um, my friend. Oh, I have to I cut this, this to my on. friend. <laughs> no, you don't, because this is oh, what I said we were going to come to this. Okay. <laughs> go, okay, go, go, go. Yes. Yeah, I sent this to my friend, and he was uh, shocked by how uh, tongue in cheek and vulgar the lyrics were. And I said, what do you expect? Right. Just drag queens. Right. Yeah, the main thing we do, the main thing the drag does is subvert, yeah. right? So, of course, it's, it's going to be this sweet-sounding, like, um, bubblegum pop right. song, and these bitches are talking about taking dick up to their esophagus, you know, down their esophagus, <laughs> and into their intestines. Well, speaking of puppets, you, you're right. <laughs> Mayhem's part was wonderful. <laughs> it was one. Oh, sorry, Mom. It's okay. She 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 knows at this point. We're we're good. We're good. She it's she also probably isn't even listening at this point. <laughs> she probably went to like the store or something. Okay, girl, it's been fifteen minutes. It's not over yet. <laughs> Got some curbside pickup at Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but yeah, Juju is great. Come fill up my house. Mm. I love when a man fills my house up with furniture that I don't have to pay for. Yes, that means two things. <laughs> um, India does uh, Justin Timberlake um, has a reference <laughs> to Derek Barry because it's on site with India and Derek too. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> they still Derek's not even there. Um, Michelle uh, doesn't like that line, and at first it, it did seem out of place as I know it from. Um, I felt very attacked as a Laganja saying. I was like, did Derek say that? But it actually was pretty clever. Yeah, and I thought it, I didn't. I didn't. I recognize what Michelle's saying that uh, one, you are talking about loving Justin Timberlake. You're talking about fuck that other bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you use a reference from a drag queen that is not, has no connection to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> but so I get what Michelle was saying. I was like, girl, what? Right. Uh, you know, whereas Blair didn't follow the assignment on the runway, and we'll talk about that, India did not really follow the assignment in the tower, <laughs> but I didn't mind it because I was entertained. Right. Uh, and I love <laughs> bitches still being about their right. life. Even after the other bitch went home, back on a plane. <laughs> uh, well, she felt very attacked. <laughs> uh, team season 10, I thought, was the most in it. Like my favorite thing to mm-hmm. do when I watch these lip sync is to watch what's going on in the background, and Team One doing the assignment. You know, they they did what was asked of them, and they were very cute. Yeah. I did not like their costume combination, but we'll come back to that. Team, you didn't like the boots with the fur. I mean, the boots with the fur was cute, but they all they were like in a um, 
None of them look like they were like in middle school doing a, a, you know, writing a love letter. They're like a bunch of drag queens from 2004 about to, <laughs> about to go on stage. And that's not a read. It's just the truth. I was like, uh, I was like, this is very clearly the fun aunt section of it. And I love it. Team season 10, I thought was the most in it. Cause I'd love to watch what's happening in the background of these lip syncs. And uh-huh. the entire time they were committed. And then they go to their part. Um, Cracker does slide Stallone, which, you know, eh. Sylvester Stallone, that's slide. That's that's they, they shorted the slide. Uh, oh, okay. You know I thought, that, in my mind, I heard slide Stone. No, not Sly and the Family Stone. Sly Stallone. Oh, okay. I mean, Sly Stone could get it. Mm-hmm. Um, 70 Sly Stone, not 2019 yeah, Sly I, Stone. I know. I, I still listen to that motherfucking music. I like, I, I, so, <laughs> people, I like my, apart, my apartment on Sundays to sound like a Macy's commercial. So it's nothing but old school music in here, baby. So I know, I know. You better be careful. Juju gonna knock on the door to get some sales. She can go get some drag real quick. Bad linens and all, girls. You gonna raid the clerk. <laughs> um, Cracker does her part. Mister, Ro- I thought uh, Mayhem was cute. You're right. The the uh, I know you had some problems with the lip. Yeah, the lip was a choice. Yeah. It- but she's she normally doesn't but bright I didn't, lip like that though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about a bright color matte lip all the time when it's one solid uh-huh. color and there's no like um dimension or like uh blending going on. Right. Well, uh she doesn't want so it doesn't matter. Uh <laughs> you have Blair right. St. Clair, who uh, I think is so adorable. I, one thing I love about Blair is you can you can't not like, like the girl. Maybe mm-hmm. she'll show that this season, but she's just so lovable and adorable. And they were just in it the entire time, even when they came off stage, and even during uh, team favorites uh, time, you can just see they mm-hmm. were selling it in the mirror. Every station that they had, it was like going to the Golden Corral. Those bitches just went in each time they went to a different station. Yeah, they were good. And I wonder, well, clearly they had to talk about that, right? And so that was, that was one point to their team. For as much friction as that team mm-hmm. had with Cracker trying to control everything, right. um, they were able to put that, you know, where it belonged on the shelf and uh, deliver when they got on stage. Right. It's something I love during the challenges, even though sometimes I think it's fake mm-hmm. or even pre recorded, mm-hmm. is RuPaul's laugh. I do love You've never thought this. Oh, I love a I, Sometimes I feel like there's a button that they and push. It has to be. <laughs> And you heard it the most yeah. during the Donna challenge last season. Oh my goodness. I was like, what is she laughing at? There's nothing <laughs> funny going on. I love it. Like Jan does a high kick. Yeah, Jan does a high kick. And one part, at one part, it was inappropriate because talking about Madonna's mom they, dying. Yes, and the laugh comes on. I said, What? <laughs> Got my name from my mother. She died when I was three years love old. It. I agree with that. <laughs> I love that they were able to put away, uh, put aside whatever sort of drama they had in the back to mm. make it work for a really cohesive uh, performance. Then we yeah. get into team and favorite. And was cracking up with those <laughs> names. Then we get into team favorite. 
And mm-hmm. out the gate, Shay is serving you cutesy. She's serving you <laughs> She's serving you choreography. And I gotta give it to Ong and Mariah. They <laughs> kept up with it. What is so funny? So, because I'm thinking about their interest, that cute little shit yeah. that they did. And at first I was like, that is a difficult... Uh, but several attempts later in my room, and I said, okay, there, there are several things that are in need of coordination right now that is just not happening. Um, and so when I look at it, and I see, like, Angina kind of half doing the movement, but she's just like, girl, I got to get to my right. spot uh, as best as possible. I just start cracking up, because I imagine that Shay has, like, a a, a rope tied to her waist that she's just dragging them. <laughs> Getting the, formation, bitch, getting the formation, and you know, Angina's also <laughs> right. short, so like Shay has like a full stride for like Angina six. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And also, the, one thing I think that Shay was very smart about um, was outfit mm-hmm. choice because that outfit helps that movement look uh, special. Right. It helps it look special because she has all that movement in her jacket and the shoulder pads and everything that's shimmying in the shoulders. Um, because I look at her doing it as opposed to like Mariah, who's also doing right. it, but Mariah doesn't look as special doing right. it. So, Alpha Choice was a good idea. This uh, jacket was a good idea. Our girl is smart. Our girl is smart. Um, mm-hmm. the cor- they all do the choreography. Uh, on China, uh, sings about Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> and they lift her up in the she air. Didn't even. Uh huh. I thought that was I cute. Was really, really cute. It was a good use. And uh, again, I think. So, just as a whole, Shay is just above and beyond. So I, I I acknowledge the work that Mariah and Ong probably had to do to kind of meet her in the middle somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they both, they mm-hmm. all are good movers and performers. Ong is really energetic. Mariah can do the splits and all kinds of nonsense. But the way that Shay performs, Shay has a really um almost methodic like snake-like way that she moves you do you know that you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah she, like, she like, ticks like she knows she, she's very tight with her stuff and you know it, it, they just have different styles so i got to give it to the other yeah. girls for meeting her somewhere so that even though shay clearly blows everybody out of the water this challenge like <laughs> out of the water they still look like a team Mm-hmm. And they didn't look too much like they were keeping up. Because, like I said, I like to watch the background. I'm looking for people to mess up. Because the editors yeah. will keep that shit in. See, um, Calorie yeah. Kardashian during Farmer Rizical. Um, <laughs> foot slip, and they kept that shit in. I was like, y'all are shady. Um, well, they also kept in Aiden's contact flying <laughs> to the back of her eye. Social distancing from her uh, eye. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of Mariah's performance in Team Favorite? I think it was alright. I mean, I don't think it was anything <laughs> special. Um, I like Mariah, so I like the performance, but I don't think that objectively it wasn't anything like special. Right. But I do, you know, back to my friend, uh, her lyric, Filet Me, mm-hmm. <laughs> was one of the things he, he pointed he out. Slay me. <laughs> Oh, yes, girl. You better get get the D you yes. deserve. Yes. You better, you better <laughs> fail that class, bitch. Fail that class. 
Okay, and have you seen Jason Momoa? He might actually him and uh, what's her name, Lisa Bonet. Then, I just want to watch that. <laughs> okay. Anywho, let's get into this runway, darling. What's the category, darling? What's the category? Category. Uh, <laughs> I want to say the category is beige, but the category, <laughs> the prompt is love the skin you're yes, in. Yes, the girls are serving flesh tones, so we're gonna. Toot and boot style these uh, uh these looks. So mm-hmm. first up is India Farah. Boot. Boot. <laughs> um, this was a moment where I was like, oh, we're not gonna get any fashions out of India this season or not. <laughs> Thigh high boots. Yeah, it was not cute. I mean, um, as you call it, the all lives matters dress. Um <laughs> I mean, cute little message about uh, racial unity um, and the heart connection. Um, it was, I just didn't think it was super tasteful. Just No, because girl, no, it was tacky. It wasn't the challenge. The challenge was your skin not <laughs> to give a message about everybody else's skin. And if you're going to do that, at least have some quality right. in this thing. Um, no, boot. Juju B serving us um, this full pink halter number with the trumpet at the bottom and a, a pudding swirl top wig. Um, this is a, it's a two only because it's Juju B. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a very if it's gonna be a toot, it's gonna be a very soft. It's a light toot. <laughs> yeah, I actually liked her. I liked her challenge look better than listen, this dress. Listen, I mean. Ugh. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> but she's trying. She's trying to be dramatic, right? Because she's not known for drama on the runway. I guess her cat suits in season two were was dramatic, more dramatic than this damn dress. Yeah, I just here's the thing about the dresses. Sometimes I wish I hate when they don't hit the floor. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Like if you're gonna do certain styles of dresses, they need to hit the floor. Yes. I concur. It just was, it was not, it, it looked like a prom dress to me. But like the prom yeah, dress and then the hair didn't work. A couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was just, it was not, it was not given. Yeah, it wasn't a real what it cotton candy fantasy. And um, the the hard part was clocked. Um, right, so I'm going to do this. It's a high boot, <laughs> but it's still a boot. It's a high boot, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one of those uh, steins that you drink uh, beer out of. In the boot shape, yeah, because the hair, the hair was actually offensive. So now, <laughs> worse. Up next is Alexis Mateo in a full leather beige dress, stoned. Uh, she made it herself. I'm tooting this look. Um, Violet made a good point about it on the pit stop. Is Alexis is tacky, but in like a way that you love. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Because I wasn't the biggest fan of. Is that bottle okay? That was a can't. <laughs> you cracker eating ass bitch because you was eating crackers. <laughs> that was a tortilla chip. And as I as I picked it up, I thought in my head, I said, "This is probably going to resonate on the." Oh, like, baby, I heard every single. I, <laughs> I heard but, what day um, it was manufactured. Like what day it was made. Like, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, it's because I didn't love the like the petals or whatever the vagina lips mm-hmm. on her shoulders. <laughs> um, but the dress was good. Her body was going off. Her paint was bright. Uh, Always painted. Always know. painted. Yeah. Shout out to Alexis for being the uh, innovator of having the uh, bump on your head on the runway. 
That was a read. You know, some girls came by seasons later, tried to do it, couldn't do it, and correct that was a read. But <laughs> shout out to Mama Alexis. <laughs> Yeah, especially because this is a piece that she made and it's made out of all leather, which I know is incredibly difficult to sew with. And it was really well executed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, toot for Alexis. Yep. <sighs> this uh, next one is controversial. You want to you talk about it? Boot. Um, <laughs> she didn't follow the challenge. Say her name, bitch. Blair St. Clair, Blair St. Clair comes out um, in a lovely pink number. Like, it's, it's beautiful uh, latex. Uh, and her face is painted pink, and she has this nice uh, um, hair. What's the what's that style of hair called? Um, mm, like a pinup style. All the well, no, all the girls were really uh, Marcel yes, Waves. Marcel all the girls were really into having like these Marcel Wave wigs a while ago. She has like this uh, neon yellow one almost, yeah. um, and it compliments her. It compliments the pink wonderfully. There's a hat. It's a beautiful look. It does not follow the challenge. Right. The challenge is skin you're in, not to sit here and waste your, you know, waste a good outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if she just wanted to wear it or if she really thought that bullshit excuse. No, I do think um, she thought the excuse was going to work. I really legit think that she said, I'm going to be different and I'm going to do this mm-hmm. and I'm going to execute it in this way. Um, mm-hmm. And the look is a 10, 10, 10 across the board. All what is that PVC or um, latex? Mm, I know it's a B O O T. Um, <laughs> you lucky I know how to spell the word toot. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I I have a hard time booting this only because while it was a hundred percent not following the goddamn instructions. Mm-hmm. Such a beautifully executed number. Her makeup was very beautifully bl- blended. It wasn't like um, she slapped on some pink paint and hoped for the best. All of the pink right. matched. So it's a, it's a two. It's like a probationary two. I agree. Probationary. No, I don't agree. It's a boot. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to let you have that. Did I say, you know what, though? I'm gonna, we don't always have to I'm going to be true to myself. We don't always have to agree. I'm going to be true to myself. Right. Um, I'm trying to figure out why they just show cops and uh, Trinity Taylor on television. It's very strange. Up next, <laughs> we have Miss Cracker. Um, Boot. Miss Cracker is wearing this full uh, whatever... Uh, Everything's beige, y'all. Everything's beige. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And as we talk about it, I realized that I did not like most of the looks on this runway. Yeah, I was really worried until we get to a certain look. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Cracker's wearing this sort of uh, full tool chiffon sh- uh, situation, high-low dress. Um, it has mm-hmm. this giant uh, face shield situation in the front that is uh, rouged and pleated. Um, the thing I actually hated about this look was her paint and her and mm. black hair. The hair was beautiful. I hate cracker and black hair. And every time I see it, it yeah. I think it brings her down. And I don't think she looks like herself whenever I see her in black hair. Yeah. Um, also, you didn't think that the Corona shield was especially egregious? Well, I thought it was more of a salad guard. And I love... When we're, our, my tomatoes uh, and iceberg lettuce are protected, so I wasn't offended by that personally. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it also, the dress also, too, uh, felt, felt like it was drowning cracker. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was too big. That um, I can agree with. There was no space to, there was no space to breathe in it, if that makes no, sense. sense. Um, yeah. So, it just, yeah, it was not a cute dress. It looked like it was swallowing her. The hair, in this case, was too big. It wasn't, it wasn't my favorite look. I'm going to give it a two. I thought the look was, no, no, no. I think I'm gonna. I'm no, a, it's a I'm boob. A with that one, yeah. I, I've identified too many elements I didn't like, and I'm trying to be Paula Abdul here. No. Right. All right. Up next, you want to talk about Miss Mayhem Miller and what she claims is a Kardashian recreation. Okay, so here's my thing: is like, <sighs> I think Violet said it best. Yeah, she really when did. When Violet said in the pit stop, uh, stop trying to recreate these custom garments that were made by world-renowned designers mm-hmm. for people who have a lot and lot and lot and lot and lot of money. How much money would you say that uh, is? Because you just... A lot. <laughs> um, it's more than the, uh, what the... What did Juju have in the Roth IRA? $20,000. More than that. Um, so... Um, yeah, but Violet basically said, you know, don't do that because your what you can source and afford is not going to be up to the same level. Right. You know, um, especially if you're rushing to have this done for All Stars and um, Card- Kim Kardashian in this instance uh, was having this made over a series of months. In Paris, flew to. In to Paris, flying to Paris. And Mugler doesn't right. do fittings for everybody. Mugler right. is notoriously refused. So, yeah, so Mayhem comes out in what is a beautiful bodycon um, dress, but the embellishments, these like uh, crystals, diamonds, danglies that are um, all <laughs> over the dress look more like uh, lints or cat hair to yeah. me than they do like diamonds. And it's not enough of right. them. So it just doesn't look right. Um, and the wig was just not... <sighs> this whole situation was a choice. Yeah. It's it, you're, it was very much so like you know how like you have like the Christmas tinsel left over, and it just gets mm-hmm. the fuck all over the place. It was very that, but like very unintentional. So if it had more beading on it, more expensive beading because yeah, more expensive beading on that look, it would have maybe have uh, turned out better. But it just was not aesthetically pleasing to look at, and I don't think. I think Mayhem has some good drag and period. Two, two of like, low-key three of the looks she's presented already on All-Stars have been uh, choices. Yeah, she, she's not giving it. Boot. Absolute boot. Now, let's uh, up until this point, I was like, oh, wow, uh, this is not... I, I'm going to have to give up on the runways. There will be no fashion, and I'm going to have to deal with that. Until... That was about to be Valley of the yes, Dolls. Until Miss Shea comes out in this fully painted <laughs> and bejeweled <laughs> Wakanda Forever uh, painted bodysuit uh, fits perfectly to the T. Her makeup, she mm-hmm. her face is stamped. She has these wonderful, uh, she was at really silver cuffs. She had on silver cuffs on both arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has this TWA on, this TWA wig. And at first I was like, oh, man, I would have really loved a big wig. And then I snapped out of it because Shay is not dumb. 
And I know that was a, a style and fashion choice to have. TWA is a teeny weeny afro people, by the way. <laughs> Those um, are- I was going to ask for you to clarify that. For oh, the TWA. No, I'm referring to the uh, now defunct airline. <laughs> <laughs> She has this uh, TWA on, and I was like, that was an aesthetic choice, and it was smart. Uh, you made a really good point that if it was too big, it probably could have looked cartoony, and I can agree with that. Um, Tens, right. this is what I, what I meant about carrying the fashion uh, of the season on her back. Shay has not turned out a terrible look since she walked in the room. For right. Shoot. Right. Shoot. Yeah, it was it was just transcendent. It was it was absolutely the best thing on the runway. Absolutely. She she walked like it was the best thing yeah. on the runway. Like she knew I looked the fuck good. Um and I love it's something that I was thinking about too. Um Jada Essence Hall, winner of season twelve, uh, had posted a photo of herself. Um and she was speaking about how uh, black references are just as important and valid uh-huh. in fashion. Yes. Um, and that's what I was thinking about when I saw Shea Coulee. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. black culture has a wealth of references mm-hmm. that we can harken back to. We oftentimes only talk about uh, references or look having a, a viewpoint or a reference in regards to something that is, is white. Right. right. Um, we don't talk about, you know what I mean? Like, the referential stuff that we can do with black culture outside of uh like uh, 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 uh comedic. Right, right, right. Yeah, outside of like the comedic mm-hmm. realm. Absolutely. I think I saw that exact same tweet, because uh, I like twi- uh, Twitter stock Jada. Uh black queens mm-hmm. can be fashion queens too. Which right. is sad. Um and yeah. Shay is a, a wealth of references. Uh she's never faltered faltered on the references that she um Brings to the runway, and even if you look at some of her other just um, sort of a supplemental work that gets done on the side, she is really into art and really. When she did um, James St. James for, um, oh God, what is the end of damn show? All I can think of is look at my face. Something about, yeah. <laughs> Transformation or something like that. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, shoot, 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 David. Absolute shoot. Yes. Thank you for redeeming the girls, Che, because I was really worried. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, she isn't solely carrying the fashion on her back. <sighs> There's some other girls that are giving us some fashion. Some, but like, we're, I'm talking about consistency, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Reeling it in, that was a little shady. I'm sorry. Apologies. All right. It was very shady. Anjan <laughs> is giving us the fashion, so right, we're going to talk about right, her in a second. You're right. Right, you right. Go ahead and talk about Angina's look. Um, it was it was amazing. She said that it was a reference to a a, a folkloric uh, 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 bird. bird. Yeah, in uh, Filipino culture, I love that Angina has stepped out and she's like, "This is what the F it right. is." You know what I mean? I'm Filipino. Right. These are my people. Uh, also, I will mix my ancestry with my queerness. Yep. Uh, because queer people are uh, just as much a part of the history of various lands mm-hmm. as any other people. Um, and I think that it's important to, uh, to put uh, queerness in that context, mm-hmm. right? Um, in pre-colonial context. And so I love it. I, and I, that's the one thing I am sad about, seeing her leave, um, because I think that 
um, it can be like overlooked what she was doing with her outfits. Right. Um, but I, actually, I think that it's very important. Um, and I think that it was unique right. um, in terms of what we're seeing on the runway. Um, so the outfit, yeah, it was a reference to uh, uh, a mythological bird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has all these feathers everywhere. She has a cute umbrella that I think she uh, pairs with it. Um, Did she say who made it? She didn't say who made it. She didn't say who made it. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, something else I was thinking about was the... Also, that that umbrella gave me a little Parisian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I like that mix. Uh, it was designed by Patrick Isa... I'm going to mess his last name up. I-S-O-R-E-N-A. He has an Instagram. Okay. Yeah. But the pictures are gorgeous online. Mm-hmm. The photo shoot she did was stunning. Uh, I'm trying to in this fully feathered look. Uh, the judges do say she looks like, she, she looks like she's on a, a egg laying on top of the dress. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I, I agree mm-hmm. with a little bit. Yeah, but I do at least feel like Angina's wearing this garment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like she's she came into the workroom in a big garment and she came into the work and she's wearing this on the runway, which is also a rather large mm-hmm. garment. But I think she carries them both off very beautifully. Um, the regalness is there. Uh, the fashion, which you're right, I did shade earlier. So taking my comment back, giving her some credit, darling. You're taking that credit score from six fifty to seven oh two. Yes. Uh, ooh, she can qualify for a car now, baby. Um, I'm giving this a two. A high two. Yeah, it's an absolute. It's an absolute two. High two. It's an absolute two. Shout out to season one. I'm yeah, I'm so proud of her. And lastly, rounding mm-hmm. on the runway is Mariah Paris, Balenciaga, Andre Charles, Bonina Brown of Ibiza. Mug <laughs> for days. We didn't talk about this earlier, but her skin was lawless. Yes. I could clock everybody else's um, and this is this is not shade. I can clock everybody's sort of like breakouts from the makeup and stuff on the screen. There is not fucking one on Mariah's the entire time. No. It's, it's almost like unbelievable what's oh, going 100% on. 100% unbelievable. Yeah. Daytime. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and I, the, we referenced this in uh, a, a podcast 2.0. Uh, I love it with the entity. I, love I it. think that, right? Because uh, we worked hard on this shit. We're not just going to act like it doesn't Girl. exist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Sherry Pie? Like Sherry Pie. <sighs> <sighs> I'm not going to go on the tangent. So, Mariah. Uh, I think Mariah comes from a school of drag where she, one, didn't wear that much makeup. Uh, and two, um, it was really important that the skin be just as healthy right. and clear underneath uh, just a ball as, it, as the makeup be blended. Yeah, so um, I think that that just informed her, right? Her and her habit of taking care of her skin. Yeah, I agree. I- Mariah is a. She didn't come through the. Uh, at least when she first started Drag Race, and this also could be an amalgamation of experiences. But generally, she came to Drag Race as a ball girl. So it was very important, as Jamal mentioned, 
for that to be all that, that whole situation to be right. Because when they get up mm-hmm. to the judging table, you know, and we're touching and we're trying to feel for softness, she's going to get clocked for that uh, stubble. Yeah. Side note, did you see that the girls uh, created their own promo shoot? No, I didn't. You need to send it to me. Look, I'm going to send it to you and we'll talk about it next All week. Right. But they created their own promo Good. shoot. Because <laughs> World of Wonder is on some other show. Yeah, and they could have been done something like right. that. Anyway. So Mariah's wearing this uh, full gown, um, corseted. It's like a two-piece, so I'm thinking like not quite a gown. Um, it's a corseted bodice piece, has a little bit of a chiffon around the shoulders, very delicate, um, and then has this full skirt piece and, of course, another beige. Uh, complimented by the accessory that is, no, not the accessory, it's the main event. That stamped mug. It's a toot for me. At first, I, I was kind of fatigued by gowns at this point in the runway. But mm-hmm. it was one of the better ones. Yeah, it was a beautiful gown. And Mariah is gorgeous. As always. She's gorgeous. Right. Yeah, I loved it. So that was the runway. It's a good runway. Um, you know, I think... Um, I'm worried that the I'm worried that runways are not going to be the thing that I can look forward to every week, but we'll see. It's still early. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a real yeah, quick. So, oh, <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Let's, Let's take, take a, a break. Quick break. Uh, so, uh, so they begin they or they attempt to begin their deliberation process, uh, and I don't know if this is when Cracker apologizes. If it's before, after Angina's speech? After. After. Okay, so Angina gives this whole speech. Um, and we see a little bit more in depth on uh, Untucked. But she basically is like, send me home. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing a good job. I thought I was going to slay. Um, and I'm no longer enjoying this. Send me home. You know, she's crying and she's boohooing. And they're, they're like mixed responses. Some girls are like emotionally upset. Right. Um, I think this is where we see the weight and impact of uh, Angina's presence mm-hmm. in the drag race uh, pantheon of girls. Yes. Which, um, thank God. Yeah, because, you know, and we, we've talked about this before, we don't often um, talk about the importance, or we don't have moments to recognize the importance of the season one girls. Right. Um, especially Angina, right. uh, who kind of <clears throat> anchored the brand in season one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, we have like Alexis Mateo who in Untucked she gets up and starts crying as she walks away while Angina is talking about leaving the competition. Did you finally get to watch it? I did finally get to watch it. I sent you a text oh, message I think, saying... Oh, I didn't think about it. You did. Because like, you talk about it real vividly for someone who ain't see that shit. Yeah. No, I saw it. I, I saw it. And I, I sent you a text message like, girl, that was it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were going to get some good juice. No, um, I, yeah, I, it's you, we can really start, like you said, build the uh, impact of Angina. And Ong has just been trying to get on for forever. I think she got the call for All Stars 1 and couldn't do it and then didn't get it for a while. Mm-hmm. Is what happened. And like we've seen her campaigning to get on. And what we can always say about uh, season one of RuPaul's Drag Race is that <coughs> Angina getting eliminated represented a turning point in the competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was the favorite to win the competition. Yeah, there was RuPaul had to get up and walk away to make her decision, quote unquote. Um, yeah, 
Um, and so, like, I mean, there was some great stuff that happened on the front end of that that uh, season, but everybody remembers how they felt. <laughs> Everyone who's a fan of Drag Race, how they felt when Angina got eliminated. And I was really, really grateful that she finally had the opportunity. Um, that's why I've been low-key hesitant to, uh, no, uh, well, not low-key hesitant, but, like, I'm not reading her as, like, an early girl, because that's not a, the case where... It's not true that if you were on this the show early that you won't do well. We've seen time and time again that not be the case. Yeah. Right? I'm glad she had the opportunity to be on the show and that they are showing, that they're loving on her. Um, mm-hmm. That the way that is, uh, I think, is necessary, but truly how they all feel. They're broken up that August just thrown in the towel so early on and to the point that it frustrates Alexis because mm-hmm. after you know we have our really you know boohoo's tearful goodbyes Alexis is it, it that sadness and you can tell that they're really close friends manifests mm-hmm. into like a frustration because this is a competition and you know Alexis is a tried and true pageant girl and for someone who is so um magnetic um Every time I would see on, on, on the screen, I didn't care that she was just kind of two-stepping during her talent show. She no, we enjoy that she's moment. here. Right. Yeah, we enjoy that she's here. It was a good and I also, I also think that it's uh, Alexis's friendship with her, too. I mean, there's a point where you see your friends. There's a point where you get upset and you're there for your friends. But for me, at least, too, there's a point where when you see your friends just give up on themselves right. so completely, right. uh, it it also uh, triggers a frustration. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you want, and, it, and you know, you can say whatever you want about like connected emotions, da 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 da. But on, you want so much for this person. Yes. You better go psychology on the thing. Yeah, you want, you want for this person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that you want for yourself. And I saw that with Alexis. Right. Uh, and I actually think her uh, writing on Jane, uh, picking on Jaina's lipstick was. As much an act of frustration as it was an act of love. compassion, uh huh, and love, right? Yeah, right. Because I mean, yeah. truth be told, if she had done better, and had she not said that, any of the things that she kind of said, yeah, oh, there's not really the time and space for me. Someone else probably would have got sent to the house. Yeah, somebody else would. It would have been like season two, where Roxy gets pulled through the entire competition. Yep. And I mean, they, 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 this is the difference that I appreciate in the way those two things. We're handled. Right. You know what I mean? Because we also don't want to just stomp over some other girl's dream um, because we want to see our friend for another week. Right. Because you're going to see you him know. at Club Piranha next week. Exactly. Shout so out that's Club why. I, right. So backtracking to like Alexis and Detox crying because they didn't want to send their friend home. I was like, oh my God, I can't send my friend home. It's bullshit. <laughs> Complete bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. And let's not sit up here and, and uh, call a thing something that it is not. Right. Right. That's click mentality. So, uh, Shea Coulee, uh obviously wins the challenge. I mean, there's no way in the world that she would not. Uh, and mm-hmm. changes into another fabulous dance costume and keeps her TWA, which I stand. Um, mm-hmm. She picks the lipstick. Um, I'm not sure which lipstick that is. We'll find out after the lip sync. And she goes out and she has to be told who the lipstick assassin of the week is. So last week, we had Evie Oddly. Reveal yourself! Yes, it's all slow and dramatic. Who did you think it was? 
Um, initially, I thought it was Aja, and I was scared because I thought I saw those boots. <laughs> um, I saw the boots, and I said, "Ooh, okay." Right. I only know two people who kind of wear boots like this: um, Aja or Monique. Right. And I'm convinced that both of them will make appearances this season. Right. And probably stomp a mud hole in whoever they're going against. Because yeah, some bitches can perform. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> uh, I thought it was them. When I saw Alyssa, I was surprised and also kind of relieved because I was like, okay, I feel like Shay has a chance to go to Alyssa. Right. Yeah. At first, I said, I saw Alyssa and I said, fuck. So, I know Alyssa can dance the house down, but Alyssa does. Let's get into this lip sync. So, the song is. <laughs> Neutron Dance. The Neutron Dance. Point of Sisters, which I have been dying to have to be the lip sync song. Have you? I've never even thought about this song as a lip sync as a a candidate. I love that song. It just has so many moments where you can just really ham it up and like turn it out, which Shea Kool Aid does and takes advantage of every single moment that I I visualize myself doing. I'm willing to fuck up my knees on this carpet trying to do everything that Shea Kool Aid did. What? What is the neutron dance? Um, well, I, in my head, I want it to be the neuron dance, which is more neuron like dance a science. And I feel like there's some high school in like Nebraska that has a uh, uh, on the ones and threes version of neuron dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what the neutron because it sounds the if you listen to the lyrics of the neutron dance, it just sounds like a series of misfortune. I think the neutron dance is like, um, um. <laughs> A neutron dance is oh wait I got it. The neutron dance was invented by Jimmy Neutron in nineteen ninety no nineteen eighty four. What? Um, the Pointer Sisters got a hold of it, um, and subsequently I think they wrote that in nineteen eighty six, which was the year that Chernobyl happened, and that is how the neutron. That actually kind of makes sense. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You, you said the shit was made up in nineteen ninety four. Well, first, I said eighty four. And then I said Jimmy Neutron, which is a fictional character. But then Chernobyl did happen in 1986. <laughs> Girl, Shay Wesley. She turns the lip sync out. She's giving us some Josephine Baker. That mm-hmm. she has so many moves in there that I'm stealing her numbers. A little, the little kick thing she does on the floor. Yeah, she's added a lot to her repertoire. I it's always I think people seen has only seen Shay do two lip syncs, and it was the one against. Nina Bonina, uh, Sally Jesse Raphael Brown, and the one she lost to Sasha, which she didn't do that bad in. And as a lip no, sync, she just it was kind of repetitive. But I've seen Shay lip sync on YouTube. I've looked her up several yeah. times, and some of these things I am not used to seeing her do. I like one split. thing, well, the split and that um that uh the roundhouse <laughs> roundhouse kick oh, onto your stomach. I feel like I've probably I've seen her do that before. Mm-hmm. Um, the little booty pop thing she does during the uh, the drum solo. Oh yeah, yeah. we've seen her do that. Do that. Um, that little that little two step she does with the um, the swivel or the kick across the the kick the <laughs> the a cap kick across the stage. No, behind Alyssa. The the well, she goes across the stage like foot in front of one foot in front of the other, like you know Heidi Ho with the hands. I don't know what to yeah. call the dance. Either way, it was fucking fierce, and I watched her the entire time, um, which leads us to a conversation about Alyssa. Um, Alyssa didn't give; she gave a lot of what she normally gives in terms of moves, but she didn't give yeah. energy. The fans, however, seem to think that um, 
Alyssa showing her ass. Showed their whole ass. ass. Alyssa decided to um, hand the lip sync over on a platter to Shay because, <laughs> as, as all of the uh, statements said, production told her to tune it to turn it down. Oh, I think they yeah, got it confused so with production told her to show up on time. Right, <laughs> right. There were so many excuses or like like slight and. The thing that I was baffled by is I was talking to some people online and they couldn't see how uh, it wasn't sliding, like sliding Shay uh-huh. um, and take Shay out of it. Because my argument was, uh, why are we always devaluing the work of black queens? Right. When black queens do well, we always have to devalue their work. Right. Um, and people just couldn't see it, right? They couldn't see how them saying, oh, Alyssa gave gave lip sync to Shay because Shay needed the money, right? right? Or Alyssa gave listening to Shay because the producers told her to turn it down. Right. And why isn't it just Alyssa did the listen? Shay competed in the lip sync. Shay won. Right. Period. Absolutely. Shay Shay ate Alyssa up, regardless of what was going on with Alyssa. Right. Alyssa got ate up. Right. Right. And we can celebrate Shay. Right. As opposed to um, passively diss her mm-hmm. by saying that she didn't even win that lip sync off of merit. Right. Absolutely. You know. Every single every single comment, which you know, you and I jumped in real quick. <laughs> you were you were for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I was on site. I was on site the minute on the episode site. was over. I said, "Let me go see this," because that was the first thing that was getting reported. It wasn't congratulations, Shay. It wasn't you ate she Shay ate that lipstick, which she did. Like what start to finish, it was a cohesive performance that was stellar and out of this world. And it was yeah, every reason, Shay won for every reason um, other than her doing the best. And Alyssa was bad for um, every reason except for Alyssa, Alyssa being bad. It was, Alyssa right. had a stomach ache. Alyssa, um, the producers told her to turn it down. Alyssa was uh, in the world of Wonder Basement shooting another uh, third type of series for Alyssa's secret. And was just bored. And decided they saw her at craft tables and was like, "Hey, you busy?" And they asked her to come to be the lip the lip sync assassin. And this happens every time a black queen wins a lip sync on RuPaul's Drag Race, um, or wins a season. Wins Hello, a season. Yes, yes. And we can get into that in um, a new segment we're introducing. Tune in. We get our <laughs> shit together and not have seventy five hour episodes. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know if that's ever not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm working hard at it, baby. It happened okay. with Chi-Chi Devane against Storgy. It happened mm-hmm. with Katia versus Kennedy, where Kennedy annihilated Katia and Katia. Yeah. Told, uh, Katia cops said every time. When BB beat Trixie to um, The Boss by Diana Ross, BB was getting death threats. Right. For being better. And Trixie's also unknown for not being good at lip syncing. So, and Bob the Drag Queen against uh, Derek Barry. People try to equalize that lip sync when Bob ate her alive. So this happens every single time a black queen uh, wins a season or wins a lip sync. And it really is upsetting. And uh, uh, I really wish the fans would get a grip. And that's why we're, well, that's why also, we're here. <laughs> I also really wish that they would stop because ultimately, you know what I mean? You're embarrassing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're the, the lack of ability to be rooted in reality. Right. Um, because of how passively racist you are, and I'm going to name that. No, um, absolutely. Uh, it just makes you look foolish, right? Because there's also, objectively, those lip syncs that you mentioned, the black person rightfully won. Every lip-sync. single one of them. 
Right. Objectively, they won the lip sync. And you look at it, and you not only through performance, um, but just like uh, small elements like rhythm, right? right? And 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 ability to interpret a song, mm-hmm. right? You look at BB and Trixie and and the Diana Ross lip sync. Trixie isn't interpreting the song. She's a high kick. Yeah, Trixie is doing. Ross. Trixie's doing what's in her her uh, arsenal of lip sync moves. BB is not doing that much, admittedly, but she's interpreting and emoting the song, and that's what the song requires, Absolutely. right? And so, a lot of these fans, in addition to being passively racist, are also just really inexperienced, um, and they think that a lip sync is always supposed to be, you know what I mean? This. Uh-huh. Uh, Boom, bam, boom, bam, Dips, boom, bam, boom. Splits and jumping yeah. around and all over the place. But there is off one, those are all taken from the ballroom scene. Um, okay. And frequently yeah. misused in lip syncs. Yeah. And yeah. now and the fans just don't understand, a lot of times understand the real anatomy of a good lip sync. And it is not kitchen thinking all of those components into interpreting a song. Yeah, exactly. You go back to uh, Latrice Royale against Kenya Michaels. That's a perfect example. Little Kenya Michaels did all of those things we just said. Latrice Mm -hmm. stood in one spot and is still one of the most iconic lip syncs. Mm -hmm. And they they have to get a grip around that. And that just kind of goes back to the overall um, statement of just because you've seen a couple of seasons of Drag Race from season eight exactly, does not exactly. make you the knowledge on all things drag. You need to be really out there sort of taking in all of the history of drag, including everything that happened before, you know, our RuPaul's Drag Race even came along. Get into the old shit and then re- mm-hmm. know your history, girl. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of the things. The, the show has a tremendous amount of positives, right? right? Where you have changed the economy of drag, right? Um you have brought a uh, drag out a little bit more um, and also maybe contributed to the uh, ability for drag queens to question and be creative within their own art form. Right. Um, but what it, on the flip side, what it's done is it, it's also introduced drag to a large portion of the population that are not that familiar with it um, and are defining the entire art form based off of what they see on this television right. show. Um, and they also are being uh, trained to look at uh, the art form through the lens of this mm-hmm. television show. So you see other things too, like people shading local queens based on drag race right. standards. Right. You know what I mean? Um, or people thinking that a lip sync has to be you know you coming out doing cartwheels from the back to the right. front, then doing a dip, and all this other stuff. Which is great stuff, but it's not always the central focus of uh, the anatomy of an excellent lip sync. Right. So, that's that on that. Shay wins the lip yes. sync, and Shay sends who to the house? She sends Angina to the house. To the motherfucking house. But it's a beautiful house, though. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's like the uh, RuPaul's Drag Race uh, Legends house. Yeah. And Angina says, um... You know, she tells Rue, she says, 11 years ago, you changed my life. And RuPaul responds. Um, and what we both agree is a genuine emotion mm-hmm. uh, by saying, you know, 11 years ago, you changed my life. That was so sweet. It was uh, very sweet. I just really very sweet. appreciate RuPaul with so much more heart now. 
Yeah, and I appreciate them giving kind of um this love letter uh-huh. to someone who is that important to the brand. Right. Um uh giving her a proper send off, you know, with respect. Mm-hmm. Uh it's good because Angina is very important. Right. Uh you say people always remember Angina the moment how they felt when Angina was eliminated. Yeah. And I think people also remember the how they felt when Angina uh, disclosed that she had HIV, mm-hmm. right? That she was living with HIV and how important that was for folks uh, who could relate uh, because of their own diagnoses, um, you know, who may have been inspired to continue right. um, because of seeing her, especially uh, queers of color, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, to see so, her living out loud on TV, mm-hmm. definitely inspirational. Yeah. This is a section that we have at the end of each show uh, where we quiz uh, one another on uh, trivia regarding these this week's Eliminated Queen. Um, so, what do we have a name for it? Yes. Queen Team? This is the shit I'm talking about. This is why I wanted you to start with the name. It's called Queen Team. It's called What Had Happened, but I do like Queen Teens too. Okay. Well, what had happened? What had happened? Um, so, three questions about Angina. Uh, question the first. I'm ready, Alex. Angina has appeared on this show in several seasons. Uh-huh. Outside of All Stars 5 uh-huh. and Season 1, when has Angina appeared? <coughs> I don't think Excuse that's me. the answer, Alex. Um, <laughs> when has Angina appeared? What is All Stars 1 and she was driving the van in traffic for the top four, well, half of the top Oh yay! Ding ding yeah, ding ding ding! Yes. For extra points, who was the other driver? The other driver was Delta Work. Yes. <laughs> Our obsession with this show is um, frightening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, question number two. Yes. Uh, in season one, uh-huh. during her entrance with a purse, yeah. Aunt <laughs> Aunt explains the origins of her drag name. Uh-huh. What does she say is the reason she named herself Angina? What is Ong is her middle name, and and I quote: "God didn't bless you with a certain other Ina, wink," and that is how she became Ong Dina. Correct. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, final question. Angina has two tattoos on her quads. Uh-huh. Uh, what are the tattoos, and what? Uh, is the symbolism behind them? Oh, motherfucker. All right, so I know one is her birthday, mm-hmm. and the other is um, the date she was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And is it um, like a black bean? A what? Like a black bean? A black dean? Bean. Yeah, the black dean, yes. Black dean. Uh,. Yes, on the dates. I don't know what you're talking about with the bean. I said black bean, like bean. Like carry bean. No, 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 no. Like where have you been? <laughs> so, yes, on the dates. <laughs> the reason being they were two uh, birthdays of sorts for her. Okay. Because she was reborn. Yes. Was that it? There was nothing else? No. Oh, you said dates like there were additional pieces to that. 
Nah. What are my whims on? Like, is there a club car? Oh, please tell me there's a club car. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Knox. There might be. You've won two hours of uh, free usage of my Costco car. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Only on Sunday. Wait, wait. Does that mean anything about the Kirkland's brand alcohol? <laughs> if it's anything like the Kirkland Brian Water, I would suggest that you leave it right where it is. Because that water will do what? Turn your stomach. Oh, girl. Mm, thirsty baby. All right, folks. Jamal, oh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, finding the energy this week <laughs> for us to come back in full effect for more traction here at Black to Our Roots. I'm yeah. Twinkle Motherfucking Toes. And I'm Jamal. And I want to give a shout out to um, uh, Glammy and Andre and Tommy, who are three people who told me they listened to this podcast and they enjoyed it. Oh, we're doing we're doing um, Source Award shout outs? We can, we can do some closing shout outs. Okay. I want to yeah, give a shout out people listening. to my mother for listening to the first five seconds. Um, I want to shout out my good Judy my good Judy's Aaron and Jillian. Aww. And my cousin Pookie. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh, tune in next Bye. week on um, hopefully next Tuesday. <laughs> yes. For episode three of Black to Our Roots. Yeah. So I'm going ins- to insert some like outgoing um, news music. music. Uh, so let's pretend we're doing banter. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>